If you're hearing this, we thank you for pressing play on another edition of Is a Stream of Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren, chronicling life in the peak entertainment era. Hello, and we're here with another episode for the week of March 27th. And uh, one of us went to California. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it did. It was a lot of fun. Um, we went to the Long Beach area, this little kind of area of it called Belmont Shores, literally like the Airbnb, you looked out the front window and the beach was like a stone's throw away. It was really nice. It was me, uh, my best friend, his brother and his cousin. And we're all pretty close, but um, yeah, it was a much needed trip from Indiana. Um, yeah, it was fun. We, we kind of just went around, uh, ate a lot and drank a lot, met some people, saw the sights in Hollywood. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they were, they're like big, big, uh, like Nipsey Hustle fans. So we went to like Sloss and like Crenshaw to see the memorials and stuff. And some of it's kind of boarded up because people have been over there too much. But we saw that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We saw the Bel Air house, like Fresh Prince. Oh, wow. Yeah, that, that was literally life altering to see it in person. And what's crazy is that it's just in the neighborhood. And there are neighbors that live across the street and around it, but they keep the gate closed and kind of the hedge is really high. So uh, mm. we had one of our friends climb on top of the car to get a good picture. And then we <laughs> just drove off. But other than that, it was, yeah, it was just a good trip, a good time to get away. And yeah, I enjoyed myself. So, Well, that's good. That's always good. Especially as you grow older, you're able to sort of do that more often. And Right, exactly. It, it's just healthy to sort of get out of this normal state. That right. We're in. Exactly. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to our first segment with the headlines. So first up, um, a surprise to a lot of Star Wars fans in last week's episode of The Mandalorian. Um, one of the co-stars for the episode titled The Foundling was Ahmed Best. Um, if you're unfamiliar with that name, Best starred as Jar Jar Binks in the prequel films. And we, we know um, his character received a lot of backlash from fans, a lot of racist vitriol eventually. And he was sort of like kind of shunned yeah. from uh, the Star Wars lore. But I um, he had uh, voiced the character in a few animated series. And he actually hosted a game show uh, that lasted for one season that was Star Wars related. Oh. So he actually, you know, played a uh, Jedi named Kellen Beck, who was responsible for um, sort of rescuing Grogu uh, from Order 66, which if you don't know what that is, I'm not going to explain it to you right now. But <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great moment to see one, a black Jedi uh, yeah. in Star Wars, and then him sort of being able to redeem himself as a character in the lore. And I hope we see a lot more of them. Yeah, that'd be good. Huh. Yeah. Uh, next, um, to unpopular belief, I guess, Netflix's You was renewed for a fifth and final season. Um, I thought the fourth season was going to be the last season. I swore that's what yeah. they said. Yeah, um, but I'm I, sure they did. <laughs> yeah, but I guess the ending that they gave, gave uh gave room for another continuation so a final season will be coming um i i just feel like the fourth season was a good way to stop it because 
from what I hear, spoils for this season, it kind of jumped the shark a bit. Oh. Um, from where it originally started with season one and two. Uh, so I won't be watching, but there will be fans who are tuning in. Uh, one of the bigger stories last week, which sort of came suddenly, uh, Victoria Alonso, who was best known as one of the producers for the Marvel Cinematic Universe over at Disney, was fired yeah. from the company abruptly. Um, she was specifically the former president physical and post-production VFX and animation production for Marvel Studios. Yeah. And it it was a surprise to me. Um, what were your thoughts? Uh I kind of got a glimpse of it over the weekend, but uh, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know who she was right away, but the everything that's kind of alleged against her is kind of surprising. I was like, oh, wow, there's a lot of turmoil at Disney. My goodness. So Yeah. Um, for one, I mean, I always saw her name, but I didn't know who, exactly who she was. Right, but, right. Um, as, she, as we said, she was the president over physical production, VFX, and animation at Marvel. And apparently Disney claims that she breached her contract when she produced and promoted Argentina 1985, an Amazon film, while still working for Disney. Uh, and they said that was sort of like a big no-no. So yeah. um, apparently they fired her for that. But she has come back and said that um, that's not all that she was fired for. Allegedly, she feels she was sort of retaliated against for standing up against Disney during the um, Bob Chapek era um, and mm-hmm. accusing Disney of being too soft about the Don't Say Gay bill down in Florida. Yeah. Um, she is a gay Latina. So when she spoke out about Chapek and for him to take a stand, uh, she apparently allegedly faced a little retaliation there where they per- permitted her or prohibited her from doing interviews and other uh, media. So... Wow. Um, yeah, it's becoming more than what we thought. Yeah, that's how it usually is, though. There's always so much more under the surface. Right. And apparently um, her attorney is the same person that's working with another disgruntled employee, Karen McCarthy, who was the EP for uh, the Star Wars series, The Acolyte. She was fired a few weeks ago. Um, so she's also claiming... Uh, wrongful termination. So a lot is happening over at the House of Mouse <laughs> at the moment. Um, in addition to a slew of layoffs that are coming this week for Disney as well. Uh, before we get to the last one, because I know we're going to spend a little time on that, I want to add in something that's a little off, not off kilter, I wouldn't say that. Um, but anyways, what I was going to say is that um, officially Ash Ketchum has finally ended um, the like his whole saga of being going Pokemon, Ash Ketchum and Pikachu, like ended at the end of, like I think last Friday, in Japan. So there's like a whole new thing of trainers for like the new generation. I just thought that was so crazy. Like that literally hit me when I saw it, and I was like, oh my god, like what? How do you how do you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah, I I remember seeing that story. It literally took him 25 years to finally become. Right, a Pokemon mass, Pokemon master, and it's really incredible how. It, I mean, it's not. I guess it's kind of similar here, but um, magnas and animes just sort of like have years of stories, and, right, right, and lore that then come here later. But that's one of the reasons why I don't know how to sort of 
interject myself into that world because there's just so much. Yeah, um, you don't know where to start. Right. But yeah, there will be a new series of Pokemon that introduces two new trainers yeah. um, and new Pokemon. Yeah, Ash, Ketchum, and Pikachu sort of like finally uh, did the thing that they've been trying to do right. since we were in, in grade school, honestly. Yeah. It's uh, crazy because... Saturday is the anniversary of it starting. The first of April is like the first episode premiere or something. So, oh wow, yeah, that has to be streaming somewhere. I'm sure. If it's not now, I'm sure it will be. So, yeah, I, low key, I think it's been on Netflix for the longest, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Okay. But yeah, uh, afternoons from school definitely spent watching yes. Pokemon yeah. <laughs> on the WB. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> And then our final story, which is probably the most um, biggest headline from this past week, was a shocking one. Um, yeah. Rising star Jonathan Majors, who was just in Creed Three and Ant Man and uh, the Wasp and Quantum Mania, was arrested for assault and strangulation in New York City this past Saturday. Um, he was released on his own recognizance, and allegedly his lawyers are claiming that. The 30-year-old female um, victim is recanting her initial allegations, but uh, I believe the DA is bringing charges of assault and strangulation and harassment towards majors. Um, His attorney is stating that he's completely innocent and that they have video evidence as well as witnesses that will um, dispute the young woman's claims. Um, Apparently, he... um, He's been allegedly open face slapped her, which caused some uh, cut on her neck and face area. Um, And they're disputing that he was the one that called 911 because she was having an emotional crisis. Uh, The rumor mill is that this is his girlfriend and that she noticed he was texting another woman and things went left from there, allegedly. Um, while I think many people were shocked, there were quite a few people on Twitter and the, uh, discussion grew as some creatives in the NYC theater arena claimed that this is a pattern for majors and that, um, it's kind of about time that he got called out for, I guess, his alleged, uh, behavior, both professionally and personally, so I'm not sure sure what is underneath the surface, um, but we all know that many uh, domestic vic- domestic violence victims usually do recant because of either future retaliation or manipulation by the abuser. Um, I'm not calling making anything permanent right now, but it doesn't look good for for Jonathan Majors at all. Yeah. And what's nuts is that for me. I okay, so I left on Thursday. I think this story came out Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure when. I did not know until about six after hours after my plane landed on Monday. So I was like, like what? Hold on, what's happening? So I had to like backtrack and figure everything out. And and just like you, when I was reading on Twitter and stuff, there are a lot of people that said, you know, this kind of behavior went back to his days at Yale. And mm-hmm. uh, it's just you know it's alarming because we've seen him in all these. Well, we've seen him before. These people sell us this kind of vision or version of them and they they say and do the right things and then bam and like you said we we aren't putting anything on him as nothing's been um you know done yet but 
yeah, it's uh it's upsetting. Cause yeah, yeah, <laughs> it definitely is because he's he is a great talent, and we've sort of seen him rise from you know sort of the indie circuit to now mm-hmm. being a, a bona fide uh, mega star. Um, but this is highly disappointing, and I know we want to jump. Many people want to jump the gun and sort of protect him and whatnot. Yeah. But abusers are abusers, and exactly, we just can't let it go to the side because we like a celebrity or like an individual. So yeah, it's unfortunate. Obviously, you, know, you wish the best for her because she's gonna come under a lot of shit. Obviously, from just like the press. There's going to be the race angle. There's going to be so much, and it's just going to keep going and going. And we live in a horrible time now, and that has been completely that that was made obvious by the Amber Heard trial. So, whenever yeah. something like this pops up with a celebrity, you just like, oh god, like you want to pay attention, but at the same time, it's like <clears throat> for my own sake, I I may have to tune out. Yeah, for a while, I just had to get off Twitter because it was just yes. nonstop. So. Um, and you have to look at the business side as well. He was set mm-hmm. for I don't know how many more projects with Marvel. Um, many of some of them already recorded and filmed. He had the Dennis Rodman project coming up. He has yeah. Magazine Dreams that was set for December release. If you thought the slap was something, this is going to be a whole different ball game. So, yeah, Indeed. not it's not nice, good at all. Nice. Um, some better news. Uh, the box office this weekend saw John Wick 4 silence the competition with $73.5 million. Oof. It's highest acquisition uh, in the in the trilogy. And they're saying John Wick 5 is a possibility with this success. So mm. I like how this is like the only thing Keanu, Keanu Reeves like gives us. It's just right. I'm not sure he is the rest of the year. And then he just pops up and he's like, boop. And they're alleging that he had exactly like 380 words the entire film. Wow. Which that's, is that's something. a news article. <laughs> so, yeah, but it also has the uh, ballerina film spinoff coming up with Ana de Armas. It has the uh, Continental spinoff series with Mel Gibson, which I'll probably be tuning out. Um, and... And more to come, I'm sure, with that franchise. So, yeah, we'll have to see exactly what comes for this sort of resurgence of the action film uh, with John Wick. Mm-hmm. And I believe that director is planning to do the Ghost of Tsushima uh, film, which is based on the video game. So, wow. mm-hmm. that should be interesting. All right, that's all for headlines. We're going to uh, go ahead and transition to our feature presentation. All right, we are back and we are investigating the, not investigating, we're recapping the second season premiere of Showtime's hit series, Yellow Jackets. Yes. Um, this is the female-led uh, thriller drama that yeah. sort of follows a several girls from a high school soccer team that crash landed on their way to a championship game back in 1996. And follows them twenty some odd yet twenty something odd years later, as women that are still struggling with the trauma of their uh, experience and what life looks like now. Um, 
I do know the second season premiere was a series high for the show. Wow. So it's doing well for Showtime. And, you know, since, since the name of the game now is IP, they're even speaking of, you know, spinoffs that could occur and whatnot, which I don't. Yeah, let's not get there yet. I don't need all that. Just let the story feel for now. Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, first off, what did you think of this return of the series? Okay, so I thought it was really good. I had to – I didn't get a chance to recap, so I just kind of went in raw and just had to have my memory jogged again. But it is good. I like that already we're getting more of the other characters. Like we're hearing from them. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, who is she? What does she do? Um, uh, what else? Um, obviously, just the continuation of the story. I think, like everybody, Misty is maybe a fan favorite. She's like nuts, but she makes the show a little interesting. And I think the further we go along uh, in this episode alone, uh, Shauna is a freak, man. Not just in a sexual way. She's kind of a weird chick, man. And uh, yes. when she when she was a young, when she was a teenager, and now as a grown woman, is who the fuck? Um, yeah, she's very. <laughs> she like I said, she was. She's very intelligent, but like right. social wise, she's like all over the spectrum. It's 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 like interesting. What's going see. on? Yeah. Yes. So where we left off, basically, if, if you've forgotten, we sort of stopped with um, Shauna and Jeff having to get rid of the body of Shauna's, uh, what do you call him? Lover, Lover. Adam. Yeah. Uh, you had um, uh, Thaisa having a meltdown when her wife discovers that she murdered her son's dog in some type mm-hmm. of weird ritual. You had a misty sort of drug that reporter and sort of chase the story about Travis's death. And then Natalie, uh, we saw get kidnapped <laughs> yeah. by an unknown assailant. And that's where we kind of pick right up in the season two with episode one titled friends Romans countrymen. Um, so special this season, we get a third timeline to follow. Um, we'll be following the time they uh, were saved, so when they immediately come back um, to New Jersey. And we sort of see those clips as we follow Lottie, who um, yeah. we'll, we see as an adult played by Simone Kessel. And I'm really enjoying that perspective um we know that lottie came from money but she may have had some mental instabilities Uh, we see her that she was later institutionalized and it sort of brings her to believe that she does some does have some type of supernatural powers or healing maneuvers something of that nature yeah and it's drawn her to sort of begin her own following or cult if you will uh in her adult life and probably having people spend millions of dollars just to camp out in the woods with her right right (laughs) (laughs) uh so let's just go from each character and sort of like what we thought of their depiction here so we we talked about lottie at her sort of like empowerment enlightenment cult thing um as we said, Shauna is a bit crazy. She, yeah, she and Jeff, she and Jeff were kind of trying to cover their tracks 
from murdering Adam. Um, she finally decides to burn her journals um, and all of Adam's things, which I don't know why she still had, but it, it still shows that she's not a complete diabolical yeah. mastermind. Like she's still very human. She's gonna make very big mistakes. Right. Um, we see Ty here trying to sort of reconcile her sanity. She buys a new dog for her son. Um, but it seems that her and her wife, Simone, have been estranged as they're currently mm-hmm. separated. Yeah. And uh, her wife basically says, you need to get professional help or you'll never see your son again. And I find it interesting that Tysa sort of doesn't remember when she goes into these episodes. Like, like that state, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we kind of saw it last season when she was in the tree eating dirt. Yeah. And now she like she had no idea, no recollection of what she did to the previous dog and sort of has has a sort of realization that she definitely needs some help. What's really nuts is that um oh god, what was I about to say? It was just right there. Oh no, it's it's not about her, it's just about the show in general. Is I like how they've worked in the supernatural element, it doesn't feel hokey. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. cheesy or like a, a easy way to gain attention. It almost seems like if it fits the personality of the show very well, it's like, okay, well, you know what? Yeah. I could believe that these girls stuck out in the wilderness have magical powers. That doesn't sound odd to me at all. <laughs> right. Right. Um, then staying in present day, we had Misty who was supposed to meet up with Natalie and she's sort of on the search for her. Um, yeah. She kind of gets depressed, feeling that Natalie ditched her. Uh, Missy's also doing her own investigation on the amateur sleuth logs, uh, blogs um, and hear what people are saying about Adam. And she finds one uh, Reddit uh, member that sort of is surmising that, of course, Shauna's involved or the other woman's involved by all these clues. And um, we have a feeling that that individual is Elijah Wood's character, who we'll certainly meet later, as he's a recurring character for the show. Um, I wonder if he's like, oh, sorry. I wonder if he's like friends with Melanie Linsky, like if they're close, because they were already in that movie before the uh, I Don't Want to Be Here Anymore or something. Oh, what was it called? Oh, could be. Oh, it was a Netflix movie. It was really, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Yeah, 2017. It was really good. Okay. So I just wonder maybe if they're close or something. That could be. Yeah. yeah they're, they're trying yeah. to getting bigger stars in the show, which is great. Yeah. yeah. It, it's definitely catching traction. So um, moving to Natalie in present day, she wakes up and she's restrained to a bed. Um, and there's a girl who sort of tends to her. And of course, Natalie tricks the girl and escapes. I, I don't like girl that was going to happen. She, <laughs> right. <laughs> like be real. I was just waiting for it. Exactly. Um, but she discovers that she's in captivity of Lottie's whatever cult. We'll just call it that for now. Um, yeah. And it was interesting to see the ritual they were doing. Obviously, it gave uh, remnants of someone being sort of reborn or yeah. born again with them, with them burying this 
man alive. And I'm guessing he would just come back from the dirt, a new person or whatever. But I found it interesting what she was saying, how, you know, the pain and the torment that we experience or like the bad things we experience aren't real and that we can sort of dismiss them because the power is in us. Yeah. For, for paraphrasing, of course, uh, which is a very interesting um, outlook. Um, and then we also had, uh, again, Shauna and Jeff um, realizing that they, uh, Adam had a studio and, just to be clear, Shauna wasn't lying when she said she'd never been to the studio, correct? See, I thought he lived there. So Why? that's where I was confused. But I I guess not. I, I Unless she checked it after he died. I can't remember. I genuinely cannot remember. Yeah, I, I don't remember either. But they go there and find all these paintings of Shauna, which if he did yeah. that all from memory, he was a very good artist. But also he was very... It, it was giving a little creepy. Um, yeah. Because why, like, you're just, this is just a fling. The, right. the paint portraits and stuff is a bit obsessive. So they try There's to get rid so of those. Many. Yeah, so many. Um, and I don't know what you're going to do when the time for a show comes. Like, Yeah. Like, here, I've got all the same painting of the same person. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah. they are her and Jeff you know, have a little sex to pay because somehow the idea of someone else making love to her turned her on for him. I don't know. They're both eccentric, to say the least. Yeah. 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 It's and, and, and it's just and starting the, is oh go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no, go, go, go. I was just gonna say, and it's just starting to come out of him. He seems to be yeah. letting it out. I, I had to laugh when they played the whatchamacallit, the cut my life into pieces. I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like <laughs> Yes, that was hilarious. Is- he was having a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um and then with Misty, you know, we see her looking for Natalie. She gets upset, think that the girl ditched her and she, you know, finally discovers that at the hotel where Natalie was staying, uh there's what panels from the door that have been sort of splintered off, paint scratches, and she's aware that the door has been broken in, so she knows now that now he's going to leave voluntarily. Um, Then back in the past, in the wilderness, um, we have Natalie and Travis still searching for Javi. Um, Natalie sort of wants to face reality and just admit that you know, two months have passed. He probably hasn't survived. But Javi, of, yeah. co- of course, is hanging on, uh, hopefully, to find his brother. And we see that Javi sort of is having feelings for Lottie, whether it's because she's given him hope about finding Javi or if they were always there. Um, I kind of noticed it before they left and she put her blood in the cup. Yeah. The way he kind of looked at her longingly, Something was there. And then, of course, the apparent reason was when Travis was having a panic attack and yeah. she sort of calmed him down, he immediately had a boner. I was like, what's going on here? Like, bro, let's be bro. <laughs> right. But he is the only teenage boy around, like, 20 True. teenage girls. So um, in addition to that, you have 
uh, Van and Thaisa, teenage Van and Thaisa, sort of learning to trust each other. But Thaisa is experiencing, you know, the sleepwalking again. And Van reassures her that these things are happening to you. You can't help it. And I'm going to be by you because you killed a wolf for me. So, but we see, you know, Thaisa sort of bite her wound and other sort of like strange things. They also are sleeping sort of encamped in the, in the cabin. So if she were to stray off, um, they would kind of know. Yeah. Uh, We meet, we meet a new girl or a few new girls here. Um, But the major one being crystal who sort of becomes friends with Misty as she's sort of like the annoying friend of her circle circle group. Um, she's a theater kid, so she's always humming and singing. Yeah. And she sort of thro- <laughs> she sort of throws Misty an olive branch because Misty's sort of ostracized by the other girls, of course. Um, right. So they kind of strike an odd bond. And then finally, Shauna. We kind of see her mental... Uh, decaying as she's sort of holding conversations and entire scenes with Jackie's corpse. Yeah. That caught me off guard. I don't I don't know why I thought she was still kicking and alive, but then when the little body fell over, I said, oh shit. <laughs> right. Like she's having these full conversations. Sort right. of like she's sort of purviewing through her guilt over Jackie's death and over cheating right. on her with cheating with her boyfriend and and everything and um she sort of upset that she kind of kills her again <laughs> in a weird way right. and and her ear falls off and they focus on that ear a lot for some reason and then at the end of the episode we get a major uh, look ahead for the season. The first glimpse of cannibalism. Shauna had kept the ear, defrosted it in her pocket, and then pops it in her mouth like a skittle. Yeah, and that's when I was like, "Yeah, she's on something." It's like that was nuts. <laughs> yeah, like no one else has really even mentioned that. We did right. hear her say, you know, when she, she goes to hunt, it's getting scarce, and that she started to have starting to have to ration the food. Um, But the fact that she sort of pivots directly to that already is giving high intelligence, but also sociopath. Right. And one of the things many people pointed out after the episode, I didn't catch it as soon, but the title, Friends, Romans, and Countrymen, of course, is the famous line from Julius Caesar uh, for his speech. And then the next line after that is, Lend me your ears. Wow. So a little tongue in cheek <laughs> joke from the creators. Yeah. Of episode. <laughs> uh, anything else from the episode that stood out to you or theories about what you can expect uh, coming for these characters? Hmm. I don't know. I, one thing I noticed is I wonder now that we've fully got the adult versions of these characters is how much transition we'll get. It feels like at some point we're going to leave the girls in the forest behind. That's what I'm curious mm-hmm. about is how much will we get the women in present day and how much will we get of the girls in um, the forest? So which story, I guess, means more to 
this season. Right. So I don't, I don't know. I'm interested in that. So. Yeah. Some of the things I realized immediately, um, Shauna's daughter is going to find them out. Like they ha- haven't done a oh, good yeah. job at covering their tracks. She's putting two, two, two and two together. Um, she's just going to discover that they were responsible for Adam's death. And also like, I totally forgot that, you know, Shauna is pregnant and yeah. they were out there for 19 months. So she's going to have the baby. Is right. is her current daughter that child or where is the child that was in the wilderness? Like that, what happened a, there? That's a good point because she can't be because that, her daughter is in high school. So she's 14 and they're saying the thing happened Right, 20 years ago. Yeah. That is a good point. Wow, I forgot. See, I told you, I forgot everything. Like, <laughs> Yeah. People were trying to hypothesize that, like, the baby was adopted and mm. that this, that Lisa girl at the cults, her real daughter, I was like, she looked younger than her daughter now. So, Right. Wow. Yeah, so at some point, she'll start showing, I guess, while they're in the woods. Right. It's it's very interesting. I'm really excited it's back, and it seems like it's just sort of p- picked up the ante a whole oh, yeah, lot. Absolutely. So yeah. definitely excited to see where the season takes us. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get ready for streams of the week. All right, we're here for our streams of the week. And it was sort of like a week of catch up for me, finally, after I had some downtime. Um, I checked out the first episode of The Night Agent on Netflix. Um, It was pretty decent. Um, It's sort of your typical espionage kind of fair. Um, A guy has to protect... uh, woman after her aunt and uncle were murdered she discovered that they weren't auctioneers or actually cia agents or whatever so they're on the run from those assassins and took an interesting turn where um the two assassins were introduced to kill some random woman and had kidnapped a child like it's a it was a lot but it was interesting um so I'm going to try to finish it, um, but I didn't get any further than the first episode. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. But I've heard good things. Good. Um, and then over at HBO Max, um, before we get to our mutual watch, I checked out the Dion Warwick documentary, Don't Make Me Over, from CNN Films. Oh, okay. It was pretty good. I will say it was very pro Dion. Yeah, yeah. And that makes sense. I had to remember, like, it aired on CNN prior to coming to HBO Max. So it, it was very much of, like, just, like, a, a stroll down Wikipedia lane, hitting all her musical notes and her beginnings and some of her activism and what she does now. It, it was very feel-good, which I, I don't think she's a bad person, but I would like documentaries to be a little bit more... Um, truthful like unbiased right and a bit more even on sort of the the peaks and valleys right 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 so to speak 
Um, but it was decent. And it's not very long, like an hour 45 at most. I hmm. uh, also caught the season four premiere of Succession. It's the final season. Um, you, you have to watch the show if, if you haven't started. <laughs> the first season is slow to get going because it's sort of laying out all the characters. And again, yeah. there's a lot of jargon that I'm not familiar with just because of the industry they're acknowledging. Um, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and who will be who will who will still be standing at the end of the right. season. All right, and then we both had new episodes of Perry Mason. Um, which episodes uh, did you get to get to watch? Uh, I'm trying to think of which ones have we discussed. Did we, have we just discussed the first one? Uh, the first two, because we would have discussed episode three. Yeah, we will discuss episode three this week. Okay, yeah. Well, then, I just have episode three. I haven't watched episode four yet. It's on the DVR. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, episode three, I have my notes. Okay. One second. Episode, I mean, it was entitled... Uh, they keep the titles really simple. Chapter... Shoot, I forget. Is it chapter 11? Yes, I believe yeah. so. Because they are titled like that. <laughs> yes, so episode three, chapter eleven. Um, here we open with Holcomb, which was surprising to me. Uh, yeah. We're getting sort of like a definitely nuanced look at this sort of bad cop who's who's honestly probably involved with what he's involved in just so he can pay the bills. Like, yeah. With a lot of officers in that situation, they think they're doing the right thing. They do a little here or something here and there, and then they get caught up in it um, as they're trying to purchase a new home. But this episode sort of investigates more of um, Perry's um, plaintiff's case um, and sort of like their experience. Um, Perry's given Perry's team's given three weeks to prepare for the case, which they feel is a little shorthanded, but they're going to deal with it. Um, and we see that Rafael Mateo are experiencing abuse within the jail. Uh, someone put glass in in their breakfast. So right. things are already going downhill. Um, we get more of Della and Anita, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, my thing with that is where where is her girlfriend? Is she just sleep the whole episode? She's not said anything. She's not... <laughs> It's, right, it's I'm so thinking strange. like, did she break up with her? Did they were they just sort of like having a fling? Like she's totally in this other relationship, and I'm confused because yeah. it's not like she's sneaking around the back anymore. She picked her up. No, at work. she's just out in public. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess we just didn't see them end it. So right. that's developing. Um, we found out more about Rafael Mateo, and their last name is Guerra. Is that correct? I think so. Um, we find out that they're natural-born American citizens. They were born here as their parents immigrated here. Um, and they have contested that they did not kill Brooks McCutcheon. Yeah. Um, and they're they're fighting for their lives. They're asking for protections. Uh, and the judge sort of kind of wavers on it in Perry's favor. But... 
Um, it's an uphill battle. Um, we get Perry and Della questioning uh, Camilla, played by Hope Davis, and she's sort of like this grand, I don't know, debutante and investor. Um, and they ask her about if she made any donations uh, in Brooks' favor to fund his riverboat and any other projects. Yeah. And she basically said no because he was always sort of running these new ideas and games and they never really mounted anything much. Um, but then we yeah. got, we were sort of clued into a new character and Miss Lawson at Sandhaven and Sandhaven appears to be some type of mental institution. Um, yeah. So now we're trying to discover who this Lawson woman is and how she's related to Brooks. Cause I think there were payments being, were there payments being made in her name or to her name? <laughs> I th think so. Either way, there, yeah, there's money being exchanged. I think it was to her. I'm not. Yeah, I, can't, I don't know. Yeah, we we just know that she's there, and they want to investigate um, her connection to Brooks. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Perry gets to spend the night with his son. Um, he's trying to sort of build a better relationship with him, as well as his ex-wife. And that I thought that was very interesting to see him sort of play father. Um, yeah, he's sort of sort of uh, baffled by the idea of helping with his homework so they go see a movie, <laughs> and he doesn't get his homework done. But uh, his teacher Miss Ames doesn't hold against him. And while they start off the off on the wrong foot, there seems to be some type of mutual. Uh, Friendship. Attraction. Yeah, something's going to bloom there. You can tell. Yeah, <laughs> between Perry and his son's teacher. So that, that, I thought that was very interesting. Um, we have Paul investigating the encampment where um, Mateo and Raphael live, and he finds a man who was renting out guns um, yeah. for cheap. And Paul buys up all these guns to test them out and everything and to see if it matches the bullets that were in Brooks. Meanwhile, a lone um, groceryman, worker, whatever, approaches Brooks's father asking for the $200 that Brooks owed him. And this man violently, is violently threatened yeah. <laughs> with his face pressed against, I don't know what you call that. It's like some sort of grinder or something. Yeah, that was, that was nuts. Yeah. And he he's basically thrown his, his uh, character throws the money at him, says, you've been paid, now hush, stop talking about my son. He basically wants his son taken out of the narrative right. um, of whatever is brewing. Um, and McCutcheon also warns Perry to stop digging to his son's past. And he tells him, even when you win, Mr. Mason, you lose. So he's he's obviously hiding something and a great adversary with the funds to sort of do whatever he wants. Finally, the episode ends with Paul testing uh, these various weapons through um, thick uh, phone books that he had moistened up or whatever. And apparently he discovers that it is the murder weapon. And this guy says that he did sell the guns to Rafael Mateo. So... It looks like possibly they they were there that evening, and they possibly did kill Brooks McCutcheon, which is feels like a red herring this early, but right. We'll see how it plays out. 
definitely have to see how it plays out. Um, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I love the introduction of Mason's son and seeing that interaction and also the interaction with the teacher. I wasn't expecting that. So I thought it was a good episode. Yeah, Your overall thoughts? Yeah, no, I agree. I think it was a good episode. Um, the story is moving along about the pace that it did last season. And I'm just waiting for that episode where everything makes sense. And then it's just a matter of Ken Perry make it make sense to the judge. That's always like the best part, or at least that was the best part of last season. But um, um, you also that part was very interesting where you had him and Della not arguing with both one another, but when she didn't know about the Emily Dotson thing. Is that her last name? Yes, I forgot all yeah. about that. Yeah, he finally gave her the letters that Emily right. had been writing him, and she had no idea, because obviously Perry feels guilty, like as if he could have saved her. Right, but then um, it did. So yeah, there's a lot, a lot of things happening internally with Perry Mason, which yeah. are interesting. Um, the baggage of his previous client getting off, but then dying by suicide. His current clients possibly being guilty of the crime they're being uh, charged with. Um, just a lot of things going on, and I'm really amazed at the situation with Paul and how they're not only investigating the racial implications of his position, but just this man not being able to sort of support his family. They're lodging in this right. house with all the other people. Like, it's really interesting. So yeah, I like it a lot. So next week we'll discuss episodes um, <clears throat> four, chapter 12. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Over at HBO Max. Um, let's see what else. I got caught up on Bel Air finally. It 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 picked up the pace on the storyline. Okay, okay. Um, I think it's like four or five episodes in. I, I do remember. I think last season they dropped the first three episodes at once, so it kind of puts you into the story. It kind of had to build this second season. Okay, um, but, okay. but but it's still pretty good, and it's been renewed for a third season. So. It's a hit for Peacock. And then yeah. I'm getting caught getting caught up on Grand Crew, which has been hilarious this season. Um, it was moved to Fridays, which where shows go to die. So I'm hoping <laughs> I'm able to help get at least one more season. If it's, if not, it did get two seasons. But it, it's a really smart and adorable show. Yeah, I need to get back on whatchamacallit. Bel Air. It was really good. I was I was genuinely surprised at how good it was. So. Definitely. And what was your uh, watch since you were on vacation? Okay. Um, well, I kind of watched this earlier today, but it's this PBS thing, and they have like uh, kind of like a retelling of Marie Antoinette and her whole life and everything. And uh, I've said it before, I'm obsessed with PBS, but this is it's actually been pretty good so far. It's only three episodes, but. Um, just kind of a different look at a story that we hear constantly, but I'm enjoying it so far. But yeah, other than that, I didn't watch much. I try to, <laughs> I try to watch stuff on the plane, but man, I'll tell you about the second the plane leveled out when they're like, yeah, you know, we've reached cruising altitude and whatnot. I was out, man. So yeah, man, just, yeah. I had to catch up on a lot of stuff this week. Yeah. It's all that rise always very 
long. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, what are you streaming for this weekend? Anything in particular? Um, yeah, there's a documentary that comes on Friday, I believe, and it's called Pretty Baby, and it's about Brooke Shields. And I'm really interested in this because Brooke Shields' story is is very interesting and is uh, so, so American. You know, we take these people when they're so young and mostly young girls and, you know, put them in front of the camera, dress them up, do all this, and then they're America's favorite. Then we come out, you know, years later when they're older and realize they've gone through some absolutely heinous shit. So uh, I'm, I'm curious as to what this has to uh, say that we don't already know. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing a lot about that. I don't really know much about her story. I know the Blue Lagoon thing and sort right. of what fame did to her, but it would be interesting to see because by the time we came around, she was sort of an adult, but you're right, right. Her being that young and in the industry, we don't realize how things definitely affect children. Like we forget yeah. that these folks are children. And this, while it's interesting, it's pretty baby. Obviously, it's, you know, Brooke Shields was like modeling when she was a young girl. But uh, it's about that title is a film she was in when she was like, she had to be a really young too. But she played like a, a girl, uh, like or the story is about a girl who grew up in a brothel or something. Yeah, it, it was weird. It's interesting. So, Gotcha. Yeah. All right, and for me, also over at Hulu, I'm going to check out uh, Ride Lane. I hope I'm saying that okay. right. But this is a, a rom-com coming from overseas, which stars um, David Johnson, um, who we yeah. all both know from industry. He played, He's the black guy on industry. Yeah. And then Vivian Apora, who plays Yas. And it's sort of like a rom-com. Um, David's character has just gotten broken been dumped by his girlfriend and uh vivian's character sort of stumbles upon him and just sort of like them i guess through this day sort of falling in love it, it looks really cute and just hmm. sort of joyful and different so uh, a breath of fresh air check it out right right it drops on friday so okay. it should be interesting as always, we thank you for listening to another episode of Extreme Life Podcast with Brandon and Lauren. Please subscribe, like, review, and share on whichever platform you listen. And get in touch with us over on our socials, Stream for Life Pod on Instagram or Stream for Life on Twitter. That's S-T-R-M, the number four, and life. Next week's episode, we're going to probably return to our Dollar Bin Theater in preparation for another theme for April. So until then... Keep on streaming. <laughs>